I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more and fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Wait, I can hear the music at first. Hmm, how well? Yeah, I can. It's not loud, but I can. Uh-oh. That means it's picking up on my mic. Uh-oh. Does that mean everybody else is picking up on your mic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot mic. Hot mic, people. Hot mic. Hot mic, coming through. Hot mic, hot mic, hot mic. Hot mic. Then like Barbie dolls. Whoa. <laughs> They're action <laughs> figures. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to Corner to Corner, C2CRadioShow.com. It always sounds like he's having a seizure. I am. It's hurting. It's right here. It's in the heart. C2C you can't, Radio. You can't feel it, but you can feel it. You know what I'm saying? Sunday. Sunday. One night only. One night only. Except when you hear us on replay, download us. Monster trucks. <laughs> it's the triple threat in the house. We are complete. It is Brian Taylor. Hola. And Robert Hefner. It is uh, I, ACL. <laughs> and of course, we are joined. That's me. Oh, yeah, it's me, Stan Grub. Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Hope everybody is doing well. Uh, it has Who have been... I not introduced yet? Right, right. Mm. Is it? Is it uh, no, no, not that guy. No, no, not that guy. Oh, wait, it's me. Hello. Ah, so. You know, we start the show with a completely non-wrestling-related news piece that I am selfishly going to complain about. Oh? What the blue hell is New England doing signing Cam Newton? Damn it. Because they don't have Tom Brady. So it's bad enough I got Brady in the NFC South that's now going to smack around Carolina for a season because you know he's going to do this. And he's going to do it despite New England. I think Cleveland would smack around Carolina. You know what? I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> Jeez. Cleveland? Cleveland? Hey, you violated Cleveland. You violated rule number two. I was going to say, it is rule number two, right? Yes. Uh, but he yes. did not mention the famed Washington team. So it, it still doesn't matter. No, it's football in general. Foot, yeah, that's right. Football and politics. Politics one, football two. Oh, does he, that mean we can talk about religion? Woo, sweet. Talk about who? Religion. Religion. Uh. Is that a hard pass? Um, 
I mean, would you get mad if I wasn't like exactly on point? But you know, I don't really know what planet, you know. <laughs> but I think it's Alpha Seti five. Alpha Centauri six. <laughs> no, no, Alpha Seti five or six. Rob, help me out. Is it five or six? Alpha Seti. You know the one Alpha we're Centauri. Khan runs. No, that's the plain old aliens. I'm talking about the <laughs> one where Khan rules. Khan. The joint. That's where I wish I, I think had it's Alpha Seti six. <laughs> Khan. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Rob doesn't know. Some Star Trek fan he is. Star oh, Trek is Because don't they detonate? Is that, isn't that the same planet they detonate the Genesis weapon on? No, yeah, but they do it on one, and then I think then they're his, like sister planets or something. Five yeah, or his, six. His son is kidnapped. I, I yeah. feel like it's five. Alpha said it's five. Uh, might be. I don't know. We'll get back to you. That'll, that'll be a, a thing for Stan since he brought up religion and he made me reveal. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that you're paying proper attention to your shrine of Khan. I mean, I think there's a lot of people out there that would be proud of you. <laughs> Such dedication. <laughs> Gene man... Roddenberry was the new pope. <laughs> that man's leading his family in the right way. <laughs> Wholesome family values. <laughs> Don't forget to put worms in the ears yeah. at the end of every Monday. <laughs> okay, congratulations to Kurt Hawkins and his wife. Birth of a brand new baby girl. Very nice. Do we call him Brian Myers now? Is that is that what we call him? We call him sure. FKA. Formerly known as Kurt Hawkins. FKA Kurt Hawkins. I like that. I, I think that's fair. Formerly known as Curry Hawkins. That, I guess that's the legal way of still calling yourself your old name, but not getting in trouble by WWE. Mm. By you know, didn't work for Dustin. <laughs> well, you, yeah, well, you I think you it? should get the FK or the cheese. Uh, you still see it on all the posters, like so it's uh, FKA. Blah blah blah. Hmm. So tonight. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> So tonight, I thought we'd take a take a trip down a trip down memory lane. Gonna take a trip down the Cobb County. Don't God bless know. Rob. Damn Get it. out Damn of it. my head. Damn it! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, no, not. And you're Cobb not a County. wrestling fan if you've ever crossed into Cobb County, Georgia, and not sang that song. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. There's not like some censor. You know, it plays it in the radio as soon as you cross it or something. <laughs> Yay, read the or sign. They play it Respect in the, the law. Or, or they play it in a jail. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could see a sheriff's deputy rolling up to the bar fight, blaring it, you know, out the, out, and everybody stops. Oh, crap. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> Walk into jail, be like, you're going to serve hard time. <laughs> sorry, Stan. Go back. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Uh, we're so- but anyway, Brian, oh, we're, so- we're sorry. Dirty bastards. <laughs> Rob made the comment, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, if, you, if you're just now listening to us, or if you're not a wrestling fan, if they're not a wrestling fan, why are they listening? Hey, maybe they just like to hear the soulful stylings of the Golden Pipes. The Golden Pipes. Rob Hefner. <laughs> well, hello, ladies. Whoa. It's that time of night. 
Right now, all the female your loved ones in China just got pregnant. Turn down the light. <laughs> <laughs> Put on your David Hasselhoff album. <laughs> what, uh, what was that one movie, the the, um, the Gigolo one, uh, where he did the radio show? Oh, Ladies' oh. Man? Yeah, that's it. That's it. For all the single ladies, meet me by the nacho cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> Memory lane. Party of three. But you, I mean, you still haven't told us what we're trying to memorize. I, I'm I'm trying to make sure that I'm not, you know, interrupting y'all's uh, shenanigans. Oh. Yeah. Okay. There's the other. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> So let me ask you guys. There would be no shenanigans on here, ever. We are a shenanigan-free zone. Shenanigans. Yeah! No way to remember a pistol. Damn it. So much for that. Oh, well. You're going to have to imagine it, Rob. Just just envision the pistol. I mean, we don't even know what we're doing yet. What are we doing? Well, now we're just like a podcast. Spit it out. Spit it out. So I want to. I want to take us back. Shenanigans. God damn it! See, see, this is where this is where everything goes wrong. You know, it's it all just boils back down. That's what it boils down to. You're just not fast enough. Spit it out. I know, right? So I want to take you guys back. I want to ask you a question. What happens? When you get three guys with really strong opinions about professional wrestling and you ask them to pick their favorite wrestler and defend why that is the best wrestler of all time. That's what we're doing. That's what, so let me, let me understand the rules, right? All right. Bring the rules to me. Let me hear you. Right. So you got to pick the greatest wrestler of all time. That's right. And then I got to defend that position, right? And you got to explain why it's Roman Reigns. Well, that's yours. That's <laughs> not mine. Oh, jeez. I don't know that I get away with that. <laughs> we already know everybody's pick. <clears throat> yeah, I, the people at home probably know everybody's pick. Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, and then I'm like either Hulk Hogan or Dusty Rhodes. There you go. And I mean, the argument stops for my guy. So, Greatest I don't even know why time. we're playing this game. Oh, wow. Brian just says, you know, screw you guys. My argument wins, period. His is his is the greatest of all time. Mine put wrestling on the mainstream mat during the 80s and 90s. And, and yours has a lazy eye. <laughs> what are we doing here? That's all right. Yours bleeds with a stiff breeze, so that's all right. <laughs> goes outside yours much, if there's a breeze. And yours, much like you, can't grow hair. Well, yeah, it's a, do, we, do we have to keep going? It's a medical condition. Hey, and at least mine, mine will show up for autograph signings. Boom! This too could be yours. <laughs> that's my argument. I rest. <laughs> there is no wrestling defense. It's just <laughs> signed up. It shows up to the signings. <laughs> mm. 
Mm-hmm. Boy, that's refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's brisk, baby, right there. <laughs> well, you could say greatest tag team of all time. Who? The Heart that, Foundation? No, like, no. I don't think we've had the that. Heart Foundation. Greatest tag team of all time is the Heart Foundation? Oof. Oh, so I guess you're going to say the Rockers. I mean, there's the Steiners. You see, there it is. There's the there Steiners. There's Road the Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> no, I, I don't think the Steiners get close to Rob, Rob, there's being the greatest of all time. I mean, you know, Buddy Lee Parker. Hello. The State Patrol. The F- Rojo Brothers. Yeah. The, the Bushwhackers. Mm-mm. 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 It comes down to the Road Warriors. Road Warriors. Or uh, the Dudleys. Ooh. I think that's Dudleys. it. I think I think they're one and two. Doom. Hmm. Uh, like I said, the Road Doom. Warriors or the Doom <laughs> <laughs> The skyscrapers. The Road Warriors and <laughs> <laughs> the Mulkies and Miller Light. Oh, you gotta give Mulkies credit, man. I'm sorry, Mulkies are had stay staying power. Mm. I guess you'd have to throw the Rock and Roll Express in there. That argument too, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. So I guess there's a there's three way argument. Well, let's start. Let's start. You with... kind of throw the Hardys because the Hardys did. You know, they've collected gold all over the place in the modern era. That's right on their expedition of gold, and then other other places. I mean, the only place they haven't gotten gold is New Japan, right? Uh, I would say that's correct. And AEW. Mm-hmm. Or just AEW is <clears throat> just a matter of time. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. I know Vince is supposedly really high on Jeff. That's why he keeps getting these second and third chances. So I, I imagine Jeff is going to get that one of the uh, world titles before he leaves. Maybe he beats Braun. <laughs> well... It'd be interesting. The crowd would love it if you, did, especially if you did it in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Not uh, those ham and eggers they got behind that plexiglass. Oh, the ones that w- aren't allowed to wear masks. Yeah. So, like I watched Raw last week. Yeah. Up into Charlotte, and I was like, man, I mean, y'all should at least make it look like you're interested in what's going on as far as the audience. I mean, they just didn't look too enthused. And who was it? Tyler Breeze? Was Tyler Breeze there? And he, I mean, he was just like, I, I was there once. This is nothing important to me. <laughs> no, he's like, I've come to this now. Yeah, I used I to mean, be on the other side of the glass, and now I'm just one step away from have, having to have a ticket. <laughs> I worked this hard for this long. I mean, here. did you see the first week they had the extra like people in it? <clears throat> like how fast they put the rock starter on screen? Mm-mm. This was this was probably the first week that I actually made it through about half of it in months. What made the difference? I guess that was about half of it. Um, it was just something to watch. And oh. then, so as, as as you started going, I think uh, they announced, uh, like, Asuka and Charlotte. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, okay, well, let's, I'll stick around for that. And then, you know, at one time it was like, uh, you know, it was almost like coming up next is Oscar and Charlotte. And that didn't happen for about 45 minutes, you know. So it was kind of like, uh, I got roped in. Crap. What do I do? Next is a relative term. (laughs) Yeah. Coming up in the next three hours, Charlotte and Oscar. I mean, I thought that, no, well. I'm going to go get into my opinion, but I stuck around for that. And then it was like, oh, nope, same old crap. So I thought their match was okay, but that was about it that I saw. You didn't watch the tag team championship between the Street Profits and the, and, uh, the War Raiders, did you? Or Viking Raiders, excuse me. Got to get that right. Uh, yeah. Is that going to go anywhere? Yeah, I, I I mean, so so they're they're best friends now. All of a sudden, after all the the uh, battles, they are the Viking Alley. Yeah, they're 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 just best friends. You know, they're just really good friends that like to wrestle each other. And then, and did that match have the ninjas? Didn't <laughs> that have the ninjas too? No, that was last week. That was a week prior. Uh, this <clears throat> was just a straight up. Tag team championship matchup that actually wasn't wasn't bad, but one thing that stood out to me the most was the crowd literally sitting on their hands. Well, not yeah. literally because they weren't sitting because there's no chairs. You're not allowed to have chairs. I don't know why, because that makes no damn sense. But no chairs. Chairs, ca- chairs, ca- chairs carry the you know the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Um, I, in all honesty, I think when Naya came to the ring and they had that little, uh, whatever you want to call it, that pretty much sucked all of the enthusiasm I had for Raw right out of me. And I just managed to push through to Charlotte and Oscar. Well, see, I knew exactly how you were feeling because as soon as you said Naya, like all the energy of excitement of wrestling just left. No. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. I know who she's related to, but one, she hurts people, and two, nobody can get behind her anymore. Like, either you're going to have her come out and squash people and beat everybody and win, or what are you doing? You know? <clears throat> well, I think the the... For me, the problem with Oscar—I mean, not Oscar, but uh, Naya—is there are plenty of wrestlers on that roster that match up to her in size. The size doesn't do anything for me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If she was wrestling Sane every week, Alexa Bliss every week, where they were much smaller, mm-hmm. then maybe I can get some emotion into it. But when you when you stack her up against Charlotte or Becky. Or some of these other ones that are, you know, almost as big as her. Well, her size to me doesn't come into play, and and it so it's just well, she's a little bit bigger. Then then it boils down to her wrestling ability, and her wrestling ability is nowhere near as good as the majority of the rest of them. Well, and you remember when when Batista first started, big burly guy. Kind of clumsy, you know, a little uncoordinated. First started now in WWE as far as our main roster. Then in the span of a year, maybe less than a year, 
he gets with Evolution, and his improvement is almost night and day. Naya has been active since, God, 2015 is when she was in NXT. Five years now? And it seems as if her performance level just hasn't hasn't gone anywhere. Well, I think she's gotten her head. You know, like, if you've ever seen an episode of, you know, Totally Divas or whatever, her backstage, she's very, like, full of herself. Mm-hmm. You know, and very like, oh, it's, you know, I don't understand what your problem is. I don't, you know, and that's what I feel like. She's just gotten to the point where she's not going to learn anymore. And it's just, you know, and in and, and every line of work, you get people that do that. They get to a point where they come in, they learn a little bit, they get a little bit of success. And now they're like, haha, I can run this place. You know, and I just don't think that's it. And how are you going to retrain her where you have her at, you know? Well, to me, the other thing, too, is so if you go back and think about the little discussion they were having in the ring where they were talking about family, right? And Naya drives it home that Charlotte's a flair. Right, and that—that's why Charlotte is and has gotten all these, these uh, opportunities. Well, to me, that role should have been reversed, and Charlotte should have driven it home, because Charlotte has talent. I think we can all agree to that, whether you like her or you don't like her. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and especially over Nia. So Charlotte should have been the one to be like, "Well, you're only here because of your family." And we all know your your history, your family history, which is more extensive than any Flair history in the WWE. And it's, I mean, it's like they just, they don't know what in the world they're doing with her. Right. Because she doesn't have the talent as some of the rest of them do. She doesn't have the mic skills like some of the rest of them do. The crowd doesn't get behind her. I mean, they lost that when that whole thing with uh, Alexa Bliss years ago where, oh, don't bully me, don't bully me, and then in in an hour's time she becomes the bully for no reason whatsoever. And she's never had momentum. She's never been able to get momentum since then. Yeah, I mean, I'm... crap, they even squandered Becky Lynch. And I mean, I agree. Like, I think what you were saying, Brian, would have been a good angle. Like, you could have been like, you know, that could have been a way. Like, Charlotte could have been like, you know what? Both of us have something in common. Our names helped us in the door. But we differ from there is my ability has kept me here. You know, what have you done? Mm-hmm. And that she couldn't answer that. She would have been like, uh... Yeah, or 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 as soon as Charlotte said it, what have you done? She could have hauled off and jacked Charlotte right in the right in the mouth. Yeah, that should have been it. That should have actually yeah. ended that segment right there. Bam. Yep. Oh, yeah. This is what I've done. Pow. And, then, <laughs> and well, and then and then the injury angle that they tried to start would have made sense. Well, now right. you've now you've quote unquote poked the bear. Now you're about to get your 
<laughs> comeuppance for it, and then you have to pay the price, and, and that would have made better sense. Now, instead, we get Nia Jax doing what Nia Jax does, and that's sadly lumber about with no sense of direction. Right, because if they'd have done what we what we just talked about, then that would have given Nia a reason to interfere and Charlotte not take the belt from Asuka. I will say this, the matchup between Asuka and Charlotte was actually pretty good. And it was good right. to finally see Asuka come out on the victory side there with a solid, clean victory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, it's Asuka and Charlotte. We know what they did a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So it, it was enough to – it should have been enough for people to, to watch wrestling. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? And some of this other stuff – I mean, it, it, literally, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. It just, I felt like it was just draining everything out of me to keep pushing through to that match. Well, it feels like it feels they like just can't get a grasp of. Okay, your story is no longer a story. You just have to do what's in the ring. Just go out there and wrestle. Like they literally right. don't seem like they're comfortable like, doing so that anymore. You've got so many in-ring talent that are really the top of the top of the food chain when they're in the ring, and they just refuse to just say, "Okay, go, go do fifteen minutes." Like, let's put Cesaro and Aleister Black in there, give them fifteen minutes. They're just just two people I just thought of off the top of my head, but they don't have to talk. They really don't. There doesn't have to be a story. One of the things that AEW has found a way to put in proper perspective is, okay, let's do two minutes of story and ten minutes of wrestling. Whereas WWE does ten minutes of story and two minutes of wrestling. It's like, well, you don't have an audience to do it for anymore. Right, and like what we talked about last time was what AEW has done well is they do all of their story on all the other little shows they do. Yeah. You know, they do the being the elite and all the other shows that what that's where they do all their drama. Mm-hmm. So then on their show, on their main dynamite, they can wrestle. You know, and and it's refreshing. But it's like WWE just is in this covid chaos like they don't know what to do. Well, they can't get out of their own way to save their lives. They just can't. They they have work themselves literally into the biggest mess that they've probably seen since maybe 91 in the steroid scandal because now you've got the the going story right now and this is from multiple sources is that it is in the double digits for how many people have tested positive for COVID-19 while working the WWE tapings and there is a prevalent story going out there that Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon do not want them wearing masks during the tapings. Yeah, but so that's fine, right? (laughs) You know as well as I do, somebody watches AEW. Right. Right? Whether you're watching it live or you're watching it on, uh, you know, record the next day maybe you watch it as a group the next day whatever somebody's watching it you have the same amount of money at your disposal yet 
the only people associated with COVID that are, you know, actually like self-quarantining, right? Mm -hmm. That's two out of how many weeks of live programming. I mean, they've been going at it for some time. Mm -hmm. Even tape programming. You know, whatever they're doing. They're shoulder to shoulder. (laughs) Nobody's getting sick. They're not wearing masks. There's no plexiglass. They're even bringing people into the audience. What, last week or the week before last? I mean, there Mm -hmm. was a group, a very large group, sitting in a section together, Mm -hmm. which they probably shouldn't have. Probably should have spaced a little bit. But... Right. And you don't get these reports. Well, I think I mean, Mox, Mox is, yeah, Mox is, is self-quarantining because supposedly Renee has it. Oh, no, that's right? not supposedly to it. She came right out and said well, she had it. Okay. So, but he's, he wasn't there because he was smart enough to say, look, this is what's going on. I'm not showing up and taking the risk that somebody else is getting infected. Khan says, okay, stay home. Why can't the WWE do that? No idea. It's not like they don't have enough people. They let go of almost yeah. 30 people and still have a roster that's too big. Yes. And and again, though, you're watching your competition just barrel through this COVID. Mm-hmm. And they're not taking the hits like you are, and it makes it makes literally no sense. Right. Right. Well, they're they're not taking well, hits; also, they're growing their audience. Right, and it's also like you all said, AEW is rotating the talent you see every week. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like you're not seeing the same people every week. Like, yeah, you see Cody at least some point, right? Mm-hmm. But you know, not all the matches are always different. WWE, it's the same damn people every week. Meanwhile, Akira Tozawa and R-Truth get a 24-7 title match with ninjas. Oh, right. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, damn it. Okay. Sure. Lana is now with Natalia. Nah. There you go. Yep, there's the excitement. Well, I mean, it just... <laughs> honestly, it seems like... It feels like to me that... Wow. Triple H... Is like taking a step back and be like, "Old oh man, run it into the ground. Go ahead. I don't give a damn anymore. You know, like, mm-hmm. just, you're going to run it into the ground. I'm going to stand back because you know what? I will make it successful when you're gone. So, here's a question. WWE right now is under fire from all sides. Fans, shareholders, um, they're being sued. There's, there's a lot of different things going on. A lot of moving parts. Let's say, and a year ago we would have never had this discussion, I don't think, because it just wasn't, I mean, come on, COVID wasn't on anybody's radar a year ago. But as everything stands right now, if if the company just, because Fox could actually, this is something I read just today, Fox could actually say, you know what, you're not delivering. They've already canceled backstage, which was, I think it was getting 100000 at the at the best for viewership. If they were to just say you're not delivering and cancel their contract or, or do whatever escape clause they have, because I'm sure if there is. I would hit a shot, WWE is um, stuck and is therefore in recovery mode. So if they closed up shop today, 
Because it could happen. Can't believe I'm saying that, but yeah, it could happen. Triple H, Stephanie, you figure they just liquidate whatever assets they have left. They could literally retire, disappear, and not have anything else to prove. Would you agree? Yes. I mean, I don't think those two have anything to prove. Right? So, if you look at it, Triple H has run NXT, and he's been very successful at it. Right? For what it is. Mm -hmm. Right? Been very successful at it. Right. And when NXT is not successful, it's because Vince puts his hands in it. Exactly. Right. But I think the wrestling world will agree when Vince State keeps out of it, NXT is the best programming on the WWE. Bar none. There, there's no better program than NXT on WWE. F. Vince keeps his nasty little hands out of it. So Triple H can. I tried. It wasn't in the cards. Y'all have a nice day. I'll see you later. And oh, by the way, here's this new program, and it'll be on next year. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? It's not like he ain't got the money. It's not like he ain't got the backing. I'm sure Fox dumped WWE programming, they, and they said, well, let's get us one. Let's start up a new one. They'd go probably right for Triple H if he was free. Mm-hmm. And it, there's probably talks, there's probably paperwork somewhere that NXT belongs to him. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked on that either. God, you know, that'd be cause, awesome. And because he started the Performance Center. So, you know, like, there's probably things back there like, all right, well, if something happens, I get this. And because you think about it, liquidated it, he'll be like, all right, well, I'll take NXT and the Performance Center and bye. Leave you late. See you later. And he would get a TV deal tomorrow. I agree. You made me bleed. Sorry. I, I, I feel like there would be, if everything happened the way that we're seeing so far, I feel like if given an opportunity, NXT would do just fine on its own, and Triple H would go out there and find the core talent that he wants, just like he did when he first put it together, and his show would be successful. You fast forward to this past Wednesday, where the ratings took a turn that I don't think anybody expected. Not that the ratings truly are a litmus of who's really watching anymore. I don't know that that's that big anymore. But NXT actually won the ratings this past week. Because the triple threat between Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano, and Finn Balor was promoted properly. And it delivered. It was a great main event. I agree. It's possible. Hello? <laughs> I mean, you, you have to, at some point, you have to understand, you have to be able to look and, and recognize that the key things that NXT has been delivering has been, honestly, it's, it's the same formula. And it would appear, in the times where Vince has put his hands in it, is where it dipped the most. But when it's been the most successful, it was just simply following that, that normal formula that they've been very successful with in the past. And that's what Triple H has been good at. Mm-hmm. Keeping it very similar. You know, like, the worst thing they did was when they put it on Wednesday. But no. it's when they try to change what they're doing to fit where they're at. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, if they just kept NXT, NXT the way they've done it, you know, 
And and also one of the problems is now that it's its own brand, and you're starting to bring in mainstream talent. It's like your developmental talent's like, all right, where do I go? I mean, you made this big deal about bringing Finn Balor down, and then what'd you do with him? Oh, you're really leaving me like that. Nothing. So, um, I agree. I mean. I love I love NXT. I think NXT is probably one of the greatest things we have going on. You know, the WWE has done in recent years, and I truly believe that you see it in all kinds of companies. How many companies do you see where the CEO keeps running things, and then the, finally everybody under him is like, you know what? You keep doing that. We're just going to sit over here, and when you fall, we'll be here to pick up the pieces. And Vince has always been, it's my way or no way. And they're just all getting to the point where, you know what, dude? That's fine. The problem is, Vince pays the people that are around him enough to where they keep saying yes. You're Bruce Pritchards, and you're those people, you know? Mm -hmm. He keeps paying those people to say yes. (laughs) Am I doing good? Yes, boss, you're doing great. You're doing awesome. Boss man, keep it up. The ratings were only five million less than last week, but that's okay. So next week we begin Fighter Fest versus the Great American Bash. Now we saw this a little bit in the uh, Facebook chat, the corner to corner chat, where uh, Shane, one of our great admins for the uh, corner to corner group, asked there or makes the statement that. WWE Stop is that. attempting counter-programming with the Great American Don't Bash against Fighter Fest. Now, be that be that as it may, I mean, because it's it's kind of hard to argue that it that it's not. But does it matter? Because Fighter Fest has been in the works what all year long, right? Um, I don't know about all. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm sure for a booking standpoint, mm-hmm. it has been, but for an announcement standpoint, I don't remember if this is one of the quarterly pay-per-views or not. I guess it probably is, because uh, I think we're probably getting close to, to the quarterly pay-per-view. Right. Um, so it's quite possible that this was announced some time ago also. So, Fighter Fest is normally a one-night show, and it was, uh, at least last year, it was basically a pay-per-view. Um, this year, it's airing on TNT. It is free television, two nights, two weeks in a row. Fighter Fest night one, Fighter Fest night two. Then, initially, the Great American Bash is announced to be coming back. And I made the argument. I said, no, no, it's not counter-programming. They own it. They're probably just going to do that. And then my argument gets completely tossed out the window <laughs> when maybe less than 24 hours later they announce, oh, uh, Great American Bash not only is going to be on Wednesday opposite Fighter Fest, it's going to be two weeks. So it's really opposite Fighter Fest, both weeks in a row. So let me ask you something, Stan. So, I mean, you're taking a class, right? You're going to college, right? What are you going to college for? Broadcasting. Broadcasting. So sports in this, they okay, sportscast. They've never taught you anything about counter 
TV or whatever you want to call it? Actually, no. They're, they're, that hasn't even come up in conversation. Wow. So maybe you should talk to next time you get to ask a professor a question. Ask them what this that is. Because so a month ago, the Great American Bash was not a thing. Right. As a matter, it, I would agree. It mothballed as far as I knew. Right. Have they not had NXT pay-per-views since COVID? Didn't no. they just have one not too long ago uh, on a Saturday? I think they tried to do a takeover, but I don't think it really panned out. Well, I mean, it's COVID. Oh, it's the in-your-house one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the in-your-house one. Was was that on a Wednesday? Nope, that was a Saturday. Okay, so. I think it was Saturday. Fighter Fest is announced. Vince panics, because that's what Vince does, when he's got absolutely no reason to panic, and says, well, let's do the same thing. And then they get the bright idea, well, let's put it on two nights. That is counter TV, right? Counter show. I mean, he's doing it for no other reason than to try and draw from AEW. I mean, there's no way around that. Absolutely none. Oh, I I don't disagree with you. I I initially made the argument, if you remember, you know, because it was one night. I'm like, oh, I don't think so. They just own it. And then, like I said, less than 24 hours later, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to do it. It's, It's bigger than one night, just like WrestleMania, remember? It's too big for one night. We're going to do two nights of Great American Bash. And then I was like, well, yeah, uh, there goes my argument because it's completely void now. As soon as you announce that it's a two-night event, you're like, ah, (laughs) jeez. And then the the next question becomes, well, how how on earth are you going to be able to, like, to your point, to draw off of the AEW audience? I mean – Adam Cole and Keith Lee will be a great match. I'm, I'm confident of that. But well, see if you can find the order for the match listing for Wednesday. Yeah, I know AEW put it out uh, last week, but mm-hmm. I don't know if, if NXT has revealed the card yet. Uh, they've got. They don't have the complete listings, but here's July 1st. Kenny Omega and Adam Page defending against the best friends. And I think that's, is that main event? Uh, yes, that appears to be main event, at least right now. The TNT title is on the line as Cody defends against Jake Hager. Hikaru Shida defends against Penelope Ford. Jurassic Express will go against MJF and Wardlow. Private Party against Santana and Ortiz. That's week one. And I'm pulling up NXT right now, Great American Bash. But uh, I, I, there's, I think there's more to the card for AEW. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I there's, both nights, yeah, yeah. they're separated out so far. I was just reading night one. Um, no, no. What I, what I think there's more on the July 1st card. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I think there might be one or two more matches. Because it just seems a little light for me. I want to say there's like seven maybe seven or eight six seven somewhere in there mm-hmm. seven so but anyway go ahead i digress so thus far i'm seeing for night two i see matches for night two 
Um, Sasha Banks against Io Shirai, a non-title match. A number one contenders match. Tegan Knox, Dakota Wait. Kai. Go ahead. You said night two. Yeah, I'm looking for night one. It's literally not listed yet. Outside of Keith oh, okay. Lee, outside of Keith Lee and Adam Cole. Well, is is strong? Is it in the uh, Roddy versus Loomis? Uh, that that's one night, of them. That's night two. Oh, that's night two. Damn. Yeah, yeah. It's a strap match, so that match could actually be pretty good. Okay, so maybe because it's a strap match. However, is Loomis really a thing? Other than like the whole, oh God, don't turn around. He's standing right there. When you turn around, he disappears thing. I thought that I was mean, uh, Killer Cross or Carrion Cross now that did that. No, I'm pretty sure that's Loomis because uh, it's uh, the Undisputed Era. Okay. Well, actually. Because um, that's, that's the same thing he did in TNA, if you remember. Who, Loomis? Yes. Uh, you might be right on that. I, I gotta be honest. I don't remember much of his run in TNA. Um, so it looks like I had it backwards. Night one. Here's the card for night one. So night one is, uh, Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks in a non-title match. A fatal four-way number one contenders match for the NXT Women's Championship. That's Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Mia Yim. Strap match between Dex- Dexter Loomis and Roderick Strong. And then a two-on-one handicap match. Aaliyah and Robert Stone versus Rhea Ripley. If Rhea Ripley loses, she must join the Robert Stone brand. And now, that's all you have? That's night one. Night two just shows uh, Cole and Lee. Winner take all. By the way, can I just say that the winner take all idea is stupid. Not a fan. What? Were you a fan when the Warrior beat Hogan? Actually, I didn't like the winner take it was title. You didn't like it even back, back then? then? No, I wanted wow. it to just be for the world title. Okay. All right, man. All right, man. It was just for the world title. No, I thought it was title for title. Yeah, I thought it was title for title because didn't he keep the IC belt and then have to give it up? Yeah, he yeah. had vacated. That's where Perfect won it. Yeah. yeah. Just beginning one of the best Intercontinental title runs ever. <laughs> So night two, of course, has night two of Fighter Fest has Moxley and Brian Cage, Jericho and Orange Cassidy, Lance Archer and Joey Janela, Nyla Rose against a unnamed opponent, Colt Cabana and the Dark Order against SCU, and then of course probably the main event. Well, no, they'll probably start the show with this: FTR and the Young Bucks versus Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. That's night two so far. So what what was the first match you read before Jericho? That's Moxley and Cage for the title. Alright, yeah. So I imagine that's your main event. Alright, so like you in the in the first night you lose me with Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. So night uh, one, you're not interested in Sasha Banks and Io Shirai. Why? why? Who is Shirai going to pick a partner and then come wrestle for the tag team title somewhere? That's a valid point. I, 
is she then going to win them and then go on to mm-hmm. put, defend them on all three shows if, if duty calls? It's not going to happen, right? So why why do we have this feud other than somebody's meddling where they don't belong? A Vince hand. Yes, that's a, that's a Vince hand, right? So the four-way match has potential. Mm-hmm. That could be really, really good. Yes, that does have potential. The strap match has potential. Although, again, why am I bested in some creeper that likes looking in windows? <laughs> it worked when it was Bray Wyatt. <laughs> well, no, not like this, though. That's fair. I mean, literally, have you not paid it? I mean, have you not watched? Because even I've seen some of this tomfoolery and, and shenanigans, you know? Damn, when they're, shenanigans they're, again. When the Undisputed Air is in the ring and three of them have their back turned and one of them's looking the other direction and there he is. And then he's like, no, turn around. There he is. And then he disappears. Really? <laughs> ah, what? They're and then he appears again when everybody turns back around. What the, what the, <laughs> get out of here. What the, what? it didn't work in TNA. It's not working now. Who was it? What was the next one? Um, that's the two-on-one handicap match. Aaliyah and Robert Stone versus Rhea Ripley. If Ripley loses, she has to join the Robert Stone brand. I will say this. I do like what they're doing with Robert Stone. He is funny. Sure, but uh, is he like Great American Bash pay-per-view? Rhea Ripley That's a tough, tough that's a big shoe to fill. So I guess I would have to answer no. Alright, so sorry. Now, I'm not saying the other card's a lot better, but if you look at who's being paired together, mm-hmm. it makes more sense. It just literally makes more sense. Well, and this is the where t- Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I said the tag title alone is probably going to make NXT's Great American Bash Night 1 come off kind of lame. Well, I mean, I think that going back to kind of what I said earlier, this is where AEW has really shined with their storytelling and their delivery. It's very simple. You know, you've got, okay, you've still got in the back of your mind, is Adam Page going to turn on Kenny Omega? You've still got that in the back of your mind from just months of putting it together in the right way. You've still got, like, Cody and Jake Hager is very simple. It's very, very simple. They did the uh, the press conference, which I thought was done very well. And the way they put this together is just simply... Cody is a champion, and Jake Hager wants his first title. That's it. There's really nothing. I mean, I guess there's the inner circle versus the elite there, but it's in very, very low tone. Um, the only match I'm really not into is Penelope Ford and Sheeta because I just don't think Penelope Ford can hang with Sheeta. I could be wrong. I'll be happy to be wrong, but I don't think that match is going to be that great. Yeah, but it is Penelope Ford, though. I mean, you... you I can't. I mean... 
right, so here we are. Here we are in the middle of hashtag speaking out, and we just saw like, oh, I mean, come on, it's it's Penelope Ford. <laughs> it's Penelope Ford. And I'll give you that because you know what, there is something that that's going to draw, and I don't think that match is going to be, but what, you know, five minutes, if that. I don't see it that uh, long. So with the card, if, if that is truly the entire card, I could see it going longer. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that would be, to me, that would be kind of short. To, for what two hours, and I think you only named off like five matches. Yeah, there's only five on the card right now. And AEW has a, has a way of like giving everybody time. Yeah, that's I don't, true. I don't really. Yeah, I don't recall too many matches that are, like, over and done. Like, boom, it's over. Well, and that's the thing. Like, with... (laughs) There are times where we talk about the the differences, the comparison between WWE and AEW, and it becomes almost like, God, not again. Because, like, it's it's, it's a pretty frequent conversation we have, you know? But then you look at some of the distinct differences in what's being done... Just something as simple as private party versus the inner circle, Santina and Ortiz. Even if you don't know the storyline with Matt Hardy getting behind private party, you know these two tag teams, and you know this match on the surface is going to be good. You know, same thing with Jurassic Express against MJF and Wardlow. Even if you don't know the storyline between MJF and Jungle Boy, you can still look at it on the surface and say, no, this match is going to be good because you've got four really, really entertaining and talented people in the ring. Then you look over at Sasha and Io Shirai, and while I think that match will actually be pretty good, being realistic with it, will that actually change the channel for some fans? And for me, I'm usually watching AEW live on Wednesday nights and then I'm turning on NXT later whether it's Thursday or Friday I'm watching its replay that's if I get a chance to watch it just simply because the matchups in AEW are more compelling and you know and you know NXT will be replayed later on demand Exactly, exactly. I mean, I can get the on-demand version of uh, AEW. I mean, I can watch it that way, but, you know, I can't... I don't know. We we talk about this a lot when it came down to... When, when the Monday Night Wars were going on, we could tape it, but we were literally jumping back and forth between channels because both of them were typically live programs, and you didn't know what you were going to see. You mean to tell me you don't know what to expect out of Rhea Ripley and, and uh, Aaliyah and Robert Stonebrand? If you're not seeing that Rhea Ripley's going to be forced into joining the Robert Stonebrand, then you've not watched wrestling because it's a, it's a pretty predictable storyline. Io Shirai and Sasha Banks, the only reason I'm intrigued by that match is because on, the, on paper, that should be really good between those two. But... Brian's got a point. If Sasha wins, what does that prove? Nothing. If Io Shirai wins, what does that prove? Again, not really anything. So there's not and, there's an investment, but it's not as big. Well, and then again, you're seeing how 
the fingers at play are interfering with what's going on at NXT. Right. Because instead of building a rematch for Rhea Ripley to get her title back or for <laughs> elevating other talent in NXT, we've got yet another main roster person who they can't figure out what to do with on the main roster except give her the tag title until they eventually turn her and Bailey, which we all see it coming. Um, it's just, there's no point. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... It's like these people that show up for a couple matches and you're like, oh, and they get a title shot. You're like, what are you doing here? You know? I just think they have a chance to build things for the long run and they're not doing it. I mean, Loomis and Strong will be good. The strap match will be good. Timothy Thatcher and Oni Lorcan was just announced for night one. That will be good. But again, night two still remains <laughs> not. There really isn't anything identified. I say you put. I say you put your Adam Cole and your Keith Lee match on night one, and then night two you have a tournament for the North American title when you relinquish it. Yep. Now that because whoever be- wins it ain't gonna keep it. Because you're obviously going to keep the world title. You know what I mean? So is this the is this the plan to get the North American title off of Keith Lee and then have him go up to the main roster? Is that what they're working to do, you think? No. Um, I mean, I think someone's going to the main roster. Either Adam Cole or Keith Lee. They're going to the main roster. Well, it's I think, a kiss of death for either one of them. Right. I wouldn't want to move right now. I think it's a missed opportunity for if you don't put the belt on Keith Lee and have a great story between Keith Lee and Adam Cole. But is now the because right time could... to put Keith Lee at the top? Well, I mean, so every once in a while, you you have to chase the good guy, right? You have to chase the good guy. Yeah. So the question is, when do you pull the trigger? Is it now where he's one of your shining um, superstars, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. That people can get behind. Or do you want to take a chance and let's wait a month for live for live audience to come back in and his star have fizzled that quick? Because that's how it, sometimes that's how it happens. I mean, because right? so, you... oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I no, go ahead. Finish. No, go ahead. Rob, you no, go. what I was going to say. You what go. I was going to say is... You, are you going? I can't you remember... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead, Rob. <laughs> you remember how frenzied the Four Horsemen would be when they had no gold? Yes, I do remember. You know? And how they was like, wait a minute. We have the gold. We always have the gold. Well, Undisputed Era now has one piece of gold. Right. And so if you take that one piece of gold, that's going to force the Undisputed Era to circle the wagons and be like, hold up. <laughs> What's going on? We used to run this kingdom, and now we are doing nothing. So then they that would put them, Adam Cole, in the chase against Keith Lee. And then you could have good stories with, you could put the North American title on Finn Balor or Roderick Strong and have them go back and forth. 
Yeah, see, and I want to be clear. I'm okay. I'm definitely on board with Keith Lee being the champion. And I I like Adam Cole. Everybody, I I think we all do. I think we're all Adam Cole fans. Um, It's just more along the lines of, okay, you've got this opportunity here. You've got a chance to do something. Maybe, Maybe it is the time. But then, like we just said, if you move up, if you move either one to the main roster, ugh. You know, <laughs> there literally could not be a worse time to move up to the main roster. You saw right. that Riddle move up to the main roster, and you're like, ooh, kind of cool, but not yeah. so much. You see them all move up. But, again, the, the problem with Riddle, okay, mm-hmm. and it is, you're going to see my point exactly when the live crowd gets back in there, right? Matt Riddle is a pro wrestler's wrestler, okay? Meaning, he will thrive on NXT, but on the main roster, he will flounder because he tries to wrestle when Mm -hmm. nobody wants to see wrestling. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with the main roster. The fans don't understand, because they've been conditioned to look at sports entertainment, they don't understand pro wrestling. So... You see what I'm saying? Like the, the the cage match where they were showing where he punched the guy in the face. Uh, I forget the guy, the, the other guy's name, and the guy's bleeding from the mouth. Um, I mean, they were just showing it on. I think Monday. I'm pretty sure it was Monday. You talk. They were showing. Well, oh, Riddle hitting the dude in the face. That was uh, Corbin. Yeah. No, no, where he punches, he punches, uh, he's in a cage, like, and he kicks the guy right square in the face. Oh, Thatcher. Yeah, Thatcher. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, again, I forget exactly. Who yeah, yeah. But you jump, you can't do that on the main roster. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take part of his arsenal, and you're going to ball it up, and you're going to throw it out the window, and you're going to try and dumb him down. He's a pro wrestler. Right? He's MMA, he's a pro wrestler, he, he works a stiffer style. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't do that in front of five-year-old kids. Nobody's going to want to see that. <clears throat> because they're into sports entertainment, not pro wrestling. That's why some of these people can't make the, the trip to the big time. And I, he will be the one that, because he is a different animal to begin with, mm-hmm. much like Finn Balor. Finn Balor's a wrestler. Yep. And once you, once you, you know, you you took the demon from him, or well, you wouldn't let him wrestle. You tried to turn him into sports entertainment. It's not his. It's not his baby. So, but you know, some of the rest of them, you're not going to be able to do it to either. And that's why I'm saying, like, with Keith Lee, if you don't do it now, then you may, you may, that star may dwindle fast, especially if you try moving to the big, big times, to Raw SmackDown. I had a thought the other day, and it, I wanted and it hurt. To, you know what it did? It was a lot of smoke. Um, what if in WWE's main main roster shows in Raw and SmackDown. What if they went to an all-cinematic approach and then left NXT as a wrestling show? So, 
All right, so let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Have you watched NXT with the whole Loomis thing? You know, I got to be honest, I, I haven't seen much of it. All right, so this angle to me is very much of the cinematic thing you speak of. Okay. All right, because literally if you watch this, and I'm, I'm telling you, all four Undisputed Air can be in the ring. Three of them face the ramp. One of them just happens to turn around. There's Loomis standing in the front row. Right? Mm-hmm. Say Roderick, you know, pokes one of them in the arm, right, to get him to turn around. Well, the camera looks back up at the Undisputed Air to see what they're doing. When they look back, they're gone. Or sometimes they move the camera angle to... So it's more of a straight-on shot to get all five of them in there. And they they do the same little gimmicky cinematic thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if necessarily I need an entire show like that is the problem. You can't even get sports entertainment right. You got lucky the few times you've done it. Can you continually do it? four hours worth of programming each week because mm-hmm. you can't do it live. You can't do that live. Right. You have to record everything. The networks aren't going to stand for it because according to Alvarez and AEW, they're supposed to produce so many hours of live programming each week, which means that the USA probably has a WWE required to produce so much live TV each week. Same thing with probably Fox. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to take their shows and be like, well, guess what? They're going to be recorded now. Which there goes your live audience. There goes all your revenue. And you're just host. You're screwed. Rob, what do you think? I, I kind of think like along the lines of Brian to a point, but I think We've enjoyed it because it's not something we see all the time from the WWE. I think if it becomes the status quo, then we're not going to enjoy it. And it's going to be like, what's the point of watching it? Um, I think one of the problems WWE's had is the fact that we all know that the shows are canned, you know, and that these aren't live, you know, and we could very well have a Rick Rude incident any day now between I'm, I'm hoping for one. I really, really, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you could have Adam Cole lose his title on day one of fighter fest and show up on day two of or a uh, great American bass and show up on day two of fighter fest. I would be so you know? okay with that, by the way, but you know what I mean? Like I think cinematic, it takes away the live audience appeal of wrestling. It's okay every now and then because you know that's how they're going to have to do things. But I think for it, for it to be the status quo, it, it would get old. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, Same it's, thing is, I mean, it's like the ladder match. It's like the tables, ladders, and chairs, right? Mm-hmm. When the Hardys and Dudleys did it, it was like, whoa, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then they did it again. And we're like, okay, this is the coolest thing we've ever seen. Then they did it again, and we're like, okay, 
And then they're like, okay. You know, and now it's like, oh, here we go. Because they WWE rule it, you know? No, no, no. Everybody, that's the Hefner rule. <laughs> they, they, they Hefner rule it. Like, every like every ladder match, everything, it's like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Here we go, you know? So, that's my opinion anyway. Well, I, I think the other thing, too, is... Has the WWE done it where there's a live audience, like an entire packed stadium, sitting there for 30 minutes while you air one of these matches? Hmm. I mean, have you ever Think about it. We've been to to plenty of shows where one match just stinks up the joint, and you got to sit there for 10 minutes. Yeah. Well, now you're going to ask them, to watch a Tron right, right. for 20, 25 minutes, because none of these are going to be short. Mm-hmm. They're going to be, they have to have some length to them, or they're, they're just, it would be pointless to do it in the first place. Ask them to watch the TV when you paid a lot of money to get, get these tickets and not take this opportunity to get up and go to the bathroom or go get food or drinks or whatever. And then when you come back, sit there and finish watching it. I mean, that's asking a lot. We already understand that the audience's attention span is not that great now anyway, because that's why supposedly they don't do these long convoluted six month storylines anymore. (laughs) And now you want them to, Oh yeah. Watch TV for half an hour. And then when they, when they come back live, think about that at WrestleMania. Well, that's what, through the card. that's what I'm saying. Why not just go go full bore? You know, stop doing live shows. Just go ahead. And if you want to be a drama so bad, if you want to be a movie so bad in sports entertainment, then just dive in. Go, uh, but, you know, to like, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. says in, in Tropic Thunder. Are you, well, you going to watch that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, it's just, look, I mean, they're not going to, obviously they're not going to make this shift to a wrestling show again. I, I just don't see him ever doing that. Unless just Vince one day wakes up and that miracle happens. Oh, God, we've, we've not been putting wrestling on, pal. You know, I, I just don't see it happening. And it's... Yeah, but how is it every other company out there can put on a wrestling show when the curtain has already been pulled back. Yeah. When we know who is behind the curtain, it, it, uh, you know, the Emerald castle, mm-hmm. uh, pulling the buttons. Everybody knows. Right. We know, you know, the F word, we know predetermined. We know all this stuff about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Anybody, you know, the five-year-old knows this stuff now. Yeah. So why does everybody else pull it off and they can't? And they're supposed to be the biggest company and the number one company in the world. And yet they can't pull off something simple as pro wrestling. And there's no diff- it's not much different than sports entertainment. Well, and you think and about it would when- be hard to change. Well, you think about the times you've been to events live. You've been to Raw or SmackDown, and they take a commercial break. 
It's boring as hell. <laughs> that it is. It is definitely you know? boring. Or when they're like, hey, let's see what they did last week. And you're like, oh, let me look at the Titantron for 15 minutes while they replay what they did before. You know? I mean, I, one of the things I remember from going to SmackDown is they introduced Kevin Owens. Then they went to commercial, and there's Kevin Owens standing in the dark. He's in the ring in the dark, just standing there. Mm-hmm. You know? So... I think it would be a real quick way of losing your audience even more than you're already losing it. I think WWE spends a lot of time going off the pulse of the live audience, trying to figure things out by the crowd response or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they haven't had a crowd response. You know? So it's like, uh, what? Feels like the 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 formula that we're seeing get executed successfully is just and it's it's been outside of their reach for so long now. I just don't know that they could ever get that back. I don't know that that WWE could ever just say, "Hey, we figured it out. We we we've been screwing this up all this time, and all we got to do is just let them wrestle." Sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, I just don't see it happening. It's when you fire the guy at the very top and let somebody else start running things. Mm-hmm. And when you just And do... guess what happens? You know? Pro wrestling's back. Right. And it's just you run your program. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the biggest problem they have with the Monday Night Wars is both companies were worried about what the other company was doing. You know, but that's commerce, I guess. That's business. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you just go out and you put on your product, it's going to speak for itself. And those wrestling fans are going to enjoy wrestling programs, you know, because that's what we'd like to see. Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, I would imagine if you were truthfully ask a five-year-old, he doesn't know sports entertainment. He knows the term pro wrestling. Right. So. And he knows wrestlers. Yes. (laughs) So it's not like for him that you got to get crazy with it. He's not going to know any better. The 12-year-old doesn't know sports entertainment. You don't learn that till you get older. They just want to see two people beat the tar out of each other. So they can play with the action figures. That's it. That's all they want. So it's going to be whoever provi- whoever provides it to them, that's where they're going to watch. And you, you, know, you try to, you know, you try and get too fancy with the cinematic stuff. And yeah, I mean, you're going to lose it all. So, with where we're headed this week, we got night one of Fighter Fest. Let's go ahead and run down what's confirmed so far. Private Party taking on the Inner Circle, Santana and Ortiz. Let's go ahead and rake our picks for this one. We'll start, uh, let's start with Rob. Who was it again? Private Private Party party. against uh, Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. (laughs) 
Ryan? They need a good win. Yeah, I think Rob's right on the good win. Although I hate to see it. I really like private party. But I think they win. And I think this is the start of uh, probably the the inner circle slide in separate directions. Wow. Okay. I I think... um... I think I'm going to go with Santana and Ortiz. I, I think that uh, I think that Private Party will ultimately be frustrated with Matt Hardy's inability to make a difference in their corner. What you mean, like down the road, maybe leading into say, you know, Jeff Hardy coming in and helping him out? Well, might as well. I mean, right now he's just taking <laughs> piss tests on SmackDown, so. <laughs> Rob Sardama strikes again. Dun, dun, dun. dun. (laughs) (laughs) And they continue the expedition. Right? I'm okay with that. I am definitely okay with that. Yeah, so am I. All right. uh, Next up is Jurassic Express taking on MJF and Wardlow. Um, Let's go to Brian first. Uh... I don't think that uh, MJF and Wardlow are, are going to lose this. Sorry, Stan. I know, damn it. You're just taking away my favorite dinosaur. My I favorite, think. My favorite luchador. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Luchasaurus still remains one of my favorites in AEW. Um, I honestly want to see Jurassic Express win but I understand why MJF and Wardlow probably will. So I'm going to have to agree and say MJF and Wardlow, but God, if I want to be wrong on that one. Rob, well, I, 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 real quick, though, I do think this is going to start to lay certain foundations that will come into play six months to a year down the line. Hmm. So I, I think Jungle Boy is going to like keep losing to MJF, and one day MJF is going to get a hold of Cody's title. And then Jungle Boy will be the guy that finally defeats MJF. You see what I'm saying? It's going to be like a Mulkey moment. Yeah. You know, he's going to win the belt. He may lose it right right away, but yeah, I agree. It's going to be MJF and Wardlow. You know, I certainly hope there's a plan like that in the future for Jungle Boy because he's got just so much talent. I mean, you can kind of, I think we could all agree that, that Luchasaurus is, is going to see some success regardless, We're, even if it's only at the TNT title level. Um, but Jungle Boy, I feel like, is that, that, and this is probably understating it, Diamond in the Rough, we've got something really special there that if you do it right, it can really be huge. Hikaru Shida. Defending the AEW Women's Championship against Penelope Ford. Um, come on, really? Sheeta. All day long. Sheeta. What do you got, Rob? Uh, Sheeta. Oh. Short and sweet and to the point. Brian, what do you got? Uh, I think Ford's going to win by nefarious means. She won't win the title, but I think she wins by nefarious means. Hmm. Does her man help her out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be something, something crazy, you know, will happen 
but they'll get caught doing it. Um, and uh, something, something, Hank, you'll go down. I don't, I don't think she'll take the title, but I think she'll walk away with the win somehow. Maybe a win by count out or something. Yeah. Hmm. All right. For the TNT Championship, Jake Hager challenges Cody. Um, Cody, who, by the way, has been um, very, very good in his role as TNT champion, um, continues to make me question as to why why they didn't just go ahead and put the title on him at one point and have him lose it quicker. Um, even though, I mean, you got so many main event level prospects there, I guess... You could literally pick anybody. Um, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Brian. What you got for Cody over uh, Hager? Cody and Hager. Who do you got? Man, I'm gonna have to say Hager. I think Hager gets him. Damn. Okay. That would be this would be Cody's third defense. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I think with just you, it, it could be very believable for Hager to be Cody. So, hmm. All right. I think that I think you'll pull the trigger and then Cody will go do something else. All right, Rob, what do you think, Cody or Hager? I I believe it's going to be Hager. I mean, I believe that Cody is destined, like, I mean, Cody's got a long run with anything. And I think, you know, how his dad was the top every once in a while, but he, his Dusty really excelled at that, you know, U.S. title, national title, TV title type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think for a little while, Dust, uh, Cody's going to be that guy. He's going to, you know, he's going to lose it. Somebody's going to have it. And then when the company needs it, he's going to come back in and win again. Yeah, I could I could certainly see that. I mean, he's a utility player in that regard, where he's able to move the needle and help people out, um, and get the right people over in the right situations. So yeah, I could certainly see that. Um, it's funny that we're all saying the same things. I, I happen to think that maybe it's uh, maybe this is the night that, that Jake Hager becomes TNT champ. Unreal. Yeah, I, I, I think. Cody, well, the sun shines every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cody understands the formula Rob was talking about probably yeah. better than anybody else, and that's why you haven't seen Omega and Cody and you know the Bucks in certain spots yet. Right. I, I think the they all understand you know what they can do and where they can be. But I think they also understand that sometimes it's better to let somebody else have that spotlight to try and build them up, which, uh, you know, helps your whole company out. And we go to we go to the predicted main event, and that is the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent with Orange Cassidy in their corner. Challenging for the AEW World Tag Team Championship as Kenny Omega and Adam Page look to defend. Um, wow. I got to say that this match, this could be a potential 
to take the place of Young Bucks versus Page and Omega is really, really good. Um, I would have to say that I think this is where Page and Omega lose the titles. I think the best friends are going to win, and this begins the split, the solid split between Omega and Page. Rob, what do you got? I think it's the best friends because, like you said, they need to get some legitimacy behind the tag team titles. And they put them on Adam Page and Kenny Omega, but then they haven't done anything with them. They haven't been prevalent on any show, really, since they won them. And so I think in order to get those titles some relevancy and some TV time, you need to put them, get them moved on to somebody else. Because Adam Page and Kenny Omega are not tag team wrestlers. Like, they are not your destined, all right, this is going to be your tag team for years to come. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be people like Private Party and Santana, those those guys, you know what I mean? And so I think this starts that title in that direction. Excuse me. Sorry. Takes us over to Brian. Brian. What do you think? Uh, so, I agree that this will probably be the end of the title run for Omega and Page. However, I believe it's going to be Omega that turns on Page and not the other way around. Hmm. So, I think, I think, I think Page will either. They'll do something with the drinking, maybe, or something like that. Something will go too far, and uh, Omega will just be like, I've had enough of this. Right. And he'll attack Paige, causing the title, you know, the title switch. And I do agree that um, these two aren't long-term tag team. And I think um, now that you have a second singles title, you really need to get your influx of main eventers. Uh, single competition into the into the mix, so I think that's one more reason they'll split. I also think you're going to see a debut of another title down the road. You yeah, know, I can see that too. Like I see, like you have your world title, you have your TNT title, which is your TV title per se, and then I think there's going to be another title in between the world title and your TV title, a singles title. Um, what it'll be called. Who knows? It could be the Con World title. I don't know. Con Embassy title. I don't know. Like, he owns everything. I, I <laughs> hope it's a six-man title. Um, I think they would have enough six men or, you know, teams of three that could probably pull one off. At well, least they do. Well, they do already, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you got, uh, you know, you got the Jurassic Express, you got the uh, Death Triangle. And you've How do we know that was going to be the first name out of his mouth? Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Even little Shawn Ma- Michaels I, and Shawn Michaels. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the HBK trio. <laughs> I almost kind of think that's why the Death Triangle was put together. That there is yeah. that down the, down the line. Because that's just such an odd parent. How, so. Speaking of odd, how about the confrontation between what? FTR the Butcher and the Blade, and the Lucha Brothers this past Wednesday. 
that was the most awkward feel of a segment when they're comp- you know the confrontation is happening. You got the butcher and the blade behind the wheel of the truck, and the camera just decides, ah, let's go ahead and show them the Lucha Brothers now. Now instantly nobody's looking at Butcher and Blade. <laughs> it's like, who cares about those guys? Take the truck. We want to see this match. No, I mean they can't show everybody if they're at the truck and the rest are at the ring. Come on, Stan. But right there, you mentioned the three team tag teams. Like that's just three of the tag teams they have. Like so, that's another reason why that tag team title needs to go get out in circulation. Right. Yeah. Then be it'd be featured prominently. However, I don't think Stan told us his pick. So you're not getting out of it for the tag title match. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily, I think this is this is best friends championship match. I think they they take the titles and honestly. While I would kind of like to see Omega turn bad and beat up Adam Page, I'm cool with that. But I think it's going to be the other way around. I think we're going to see Page, you know, uh, inadvertently get pinned. There'll be a miscue between he and Omega, and he'll blame Omega and smash a bottle over his head or something crazy. He'll do some cowboy-ish, that's for sure. I, I, I think it's Omega just based off of watching – being the elite, yeah, right. So you can you can almost see his frustration, like this past week, right? So if you watch it, then you know Colt Cabana and Omega have this stupid little thing going on, right? <laughs> Which is it's funny to watch some of them, but it you is. know it's it's just you know tomfoolery, hijinks, you know whatever. Well, Omega's sitting on the couch with Paige and. Colt Cabana starts trying to do this stuff, and Omega's like, you know, if you don't get out of my face, I'm not doing this no more. If you don't get out of my face, the next time I see you, I'm just going to beat you up. They're going to have to carry you out by an ambulance. I'm tired of playing with you, yada, 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 right? And so Cabana finally leaves the room, and Omega just kind of looks at Paige, and Paige is like, what? Like, he was sitting there and missed the entire thing he's playing on his phone. <laughs> so I, that's that's it's to me it's little stuff like that that you know I, I think Omega will the frustration will have built because Paige isn't like really a partner. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that that's just why I'm saying Paige. I mean, I mean I'm not okay Paige with Omega. I'm okay yeah, with Omega. I, it. It would be unexpected. You know what I mean? Like it would be. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't believe they did that kind of thing. And, you know, we're, Plus, we're coming up on that time for that to happen. He's better as the cleaner. Hmm. So we could probably be seeing the the literal unraveling of the elite. Well, I, I, I don't think you'll get it all the way. I think you're still going to get that cage match first. Right. Before it just completely unravels. But I can see because... Both of the Jacksons are back, and that's who Matt Hardy was taking the place of. Well, Matt can now take the place of whoever leaves the group from the tag team match. So I think you still have the five, but eventually, yeah, eventually it's all got to come down. You can't have a five-man good good guy team forever. Well, I also think it's just natural progression of things, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see the Elite or the Bullet Club or whatever inner con- connotation it's going to be today, they always do that. Like, it's just a natural progression of people and talent, you know? Right. Like, right, we just. And. Right. 
And so there is this crazy little notion that some good brothers may be on the way. Not the good brothers. Based off of certain tweets by FTR. Mm. So who better to put the good brothers with than Omega? Uh oh. Careful now. You're gonna you're gonna see a whole lot of fans go, Oh, it's just a bunch of WWE cast offs. So then would you put Omega and the Good Brothers together as the Bullet Club? Or would you keep them as the elite? No, I, I wouldn't do the elite. I would come up with something in the somehow to play off of the club, the bullet club, whatever. And I got it. you just poke fun at the WWE for royally screwing that gimmick up and just do what you do best. You know, let them, let them wrestle. It's the club, but with a K and two. No, you can't, you can't, you can't do, you can't do a K (laughs) with the club. I don't know. And two Cause that's, well, that, No, that is kind of like the click then, I guess. So, <laughs> stealing all around. <laughs> and you know, Who Triple H and Shawn Michaels wouldn't really care. They'd be like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Who needs new adventures? We'll just do it again. <laughs> it works for Impact. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just, I think it's Omega's turn to go bad. I think, and then that'll give you because you still have to. He still got to face Moxley, right? And you can't have both of them going into that as a good guy. You can't have Moxley being the bad guy. I think this is probably the height of his popularity right now. So you can't really, you know, be like uh, Mox uh, figuring out a way to go bad. <laughs> God, can you even turn him bad right now? I mean, literally, he could put Jim Ross through a table and people would go nuts. Oh, yeah, because it's Jim Ross, but, I mean, you try that, you know, with, I mean, you, Marco Stunt, if you jump Marco Stunt, you know. You're immediately a hero. (laughs) Well, no, you might be able to go bad. I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know, because, I mean, he can't come out and just cuss the people, you know, pull the Seth Rollins thing, you know. He can't can't do that. Oh, you people are are so dumb, I have to become the Messiah and teach all wrestling. Or, you know, whatever. Oh, that would be funny. Cornball, cornball crap he tried. What, what if yeah. he did that, talk about, What if he talk switched about a from... turn that went over like a fart in church. Oof. Oof. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you can. Have, Mox. have Moxley come out, like, uh, in just regular trunks. And just be like, screw you guys. I'm going to show you what it really means to be a wrestler. No? No, because okay. then you would have to have him wrestle, right? <laughs> And it would work in reverse, right? So everybody, everybody wants him to beat people up, right? Mm-hmm. But then if he goes out there and shows he can out-wrestle people, you're going to be like, holy crap, this guy is so good, you know? I, I can't help but cheer him. Wow. What if, what if somebody comes out and they do kind of like, all right, I'm going to wrestle you, but you got to do it my way. And every time Moxley goes to do one of his other moves, it's like somebody's there going, ah, ah, ah. Oh, that would be you funny. Can't, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, but but again, though, it, it's it's kind of like Austin. You know what I'm saying? 
mm-hmm. where if somebody did that after about four or five moves, he should then just stand up and punch him right in the face. And when he knocks him down, jump on him and just keep punching him in the face. Well, guess what the crowd's going to do? They're going to cheer. The going to erupt. Yeah. Ah! yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know who he would have to beat up to turn, to turn bad. Renee Young, maybe? Oh, <laughs> that's know. awful. You're going to beat know. up your wife? The dog? <laughs> yeah, he's got to kick the dog or something. I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know what you would do to him. Because some of them are he beat up to his figure wife. out. Yeah, some of them are easy to figure out, right? Some of them, it's like, oh, yeah, if, if you move the chess pieces here, here, and here, I could see him going bad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But Mox, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what you have to because if they cheer for him like this, they're going to cheer for him if he goes bad because when he's bad, he has to be even badder than he is now. So there, it, it's kind of like an Austin thing. He's going to be so bad they cheer for him, which I can't believe I just said that, considering a year ago he was Dean Ambrose. Sorry, right. you've always liked Dean Ambrose. Don't lie. No, you loved the Lunatic Fringe. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I thought when he did the Lunatic Fringe, it was good. It's when he changed from the Lunatic Fringe and started trying to do the whole mainstream thing that it was like, eh, this sucks. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess Rob's right to the point. Once, once he just his character changes and he tries to be more. Like wrestler friendly, yeah, just like a regular guy, yeah, yeah. You know when he won that world title and he put up the lowest ratings ever, type in that run. You know you could tell his heart wasn't in it. You could look at the guy. So, and then you know they keep turning him back. They put him with the shield. Get out of here. I mean, he I has the longest beat up US title run in history, so. That's right. Because he never defended the damn thing. But. Shh, 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 They don't talk about that. That's just, he was the longest, longest reigning U.S. title. Leave it there. <laughs> I mean, he forgot it at the hotel half the time because he's like, I ain't using it. Well, hey, hey, Jericho lost his at a, in a, in a Longhorn Steakhouse, okay? It happens, okay? <laughs> uh, that's <laughs> Things go work. wrong. That's a work. Stuff goes wrong all the time. <laughs> that's a work. Yeah, it has to be a work. It's all a work, Brian. That's, that's the business. Somebody just happens to find the belt in an intersection. Hey, you know, it was, it it was, just, it was just good luck. Hey, <laughs> picks it up. Don't even look what's inside. Take it home. Doesn't have you a scuff inside. mark on it. No sign of damage. We've all put something on the roof of the car and forgot about it. Yeah, sure. It happens all the time. Driving down 95 I mean, and all of a sudden, boom, there's the AEW world title. I mean, it happened to me yesterday. It, unless you guarantee me lifetime tickets to any and all AEW shows like I have a free pass for everything you ain't getting that title back especially if I'm a wrestling fan <laughs> let me ask you I if it had been you you'd have kept it I didn't, I didn't steal it I found it on the ground right oh my god imagine that Brian comes to us hey guys you'll never guess what I found or you you wouldn't even know for quite quite some time. It would go in my top top drawer up under the socks. <laughs> so how long would you wait? Would you wait until they did like a new title release? I, no, I would wait until the replica belt started coming out. 
<laughs> oh, look what I got. Uh-huh. I got the real deal. <laughs> well, no, here, here's my replica title. Uh, the only oh, way you would I know, you. I would know, I would know. The only way you would know is if on the inside it's stamped somehow that this is the very first so AEW title, you know? <laughs> you go to one of those conventions, you know, if they ever hold one again. No, I, it wouldn't go nowhere. <laughs> you would, you two would eventually find out. I mean, I would document the entire thing when I found it. I'm not stupid here. I know what to do. Video, oh, look what I found. It's in the trash or in the middle of the road. Finders, keepers, loser, weeper. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't be like, hey, Jericho, if you give me an autographed picture and free tickets to your Fozzie concerts. (laughs) You think an autographed picture from Jericho and Fozzie tickets is worth the first ever AEW World Heavyweight title. Hey, I don't know, man. It's all about everybody values things differently, you know. So you, my so luck, that's, it would be a that's work. your price. Autograph picture, Jericho, and Fozzie tickets. <laughs> oh, my luck, pooper. And you got my oh, luck. It way, would be a work on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, my luck. It'd be a work, and there'd be a camera there, and I'd be like, I don't know, and they'd be like, um, hello. Hey, this guy. We know you have it. Like, hello, we saw you. Yeah, but there's absolutely nothing that they can do. It is discarded trash property. It's laying on the ground. I don't have to give it back. I can agree to give it back, but I don't have to. You, be, somebody threw it away. What would be the point of having that be a work, though? Is that supposed Just to show to like a rock generate, star mentality? Uh, what did uh, Eric Bischoff say? I mean, controversy, controversy creates cash. Yeah. Right. What better way to celebrate the very first title win than? Oh, it? by the way, he, he left it at Denny's. <laughs> it was a great steak. Damn it. Yes. <laughs> because guess what happened? Everybody, if they weren't talking about Jericho winning. Everybody was talking about him losing his belt. Let's jump on. Now, here's a question. Because this this is something that, that still has me scratching my head. Apparently, for Fighter Fest, except for his match in night two, Chris Jericho is going to be doing commentary for both shows, both nights. I'm down with it. That's cool. I mean, I like his commentary. I'm okay with it. But... He should be wrestling on both nights, in my opinion. Why? Nobody else is. Yeah. That's exactly my point. That's why. And, and aren't they Jericho. on a... He not have to. Yeah. <laughs> aren't they on a uh, wrestle and tape, like, rotation? Live um, tape, live tape? You might now. be right on that. I think for the moment... And, oh, I just got sick to my stomach. ESPN just released a picture of Cam Newton photoshopped in a New England Patriots jersey. Ugh. Ugh. Gross. What's going to be funny is if they win the world title. You know that's going to happen, right? They're going to win the damn Super Bowl. And I'll be like, that's so... Because who's the guy that's been like, oh, yeah, he's got to go. He's got to go. Nope. Carolina will be (laughs) 0-16. Cleaning up outside the Super Bowl with brooms. Meanwhile, Cam Newton gets his first ring. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Throwing stuff. I, 
So this broke this news I wanted to bring up for towards the close of the show here in our last segment. <clears throat> this news broke Thursday evening. And I wanted to go ahead and get y'all's thoughts on it. Impact Wrestling has been, since Hashtag Speaking Out began, Impact Wrestling has been one of the first companies to really get involved with investigating and taking active steps to get rid of talented talented people that were suspected of these incidents. So, in addition to that, they have also, as of Thursday night, fired and stripped Tessa Blanchard of the world championship. Now the news report behind this states that not just to the, the rumored commentary that had come from Tessa Blanchard in the backstage area, but also her refusal to send promos, her inability to, to participate with their shows. And to add one more, add one more role to all of this. Now people are stating that WWE has an interest in her and some of the women from AEW are stating she'd be a great fit there. All right, so what's your question? So Impact Wrestling has no world champ. Tessa Blanchard has now been fired. All right. Okay. You going to put her in AEW? You going to put her in WWE? Where is she going to go? She's not going anywhere right now. She's got too much heat on her. Mm, I don't. I don't think the heat really matters. I think either company would be stupid not to sign her as fast as you could. Now, Brian, why do? You, why would you say you don't think it matters? Um. So there haven't been wrestlers throughout the course of history with heat coming into a place of employment. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, that's. That's a given. I think it's more along the lines of the reason for the heat that she has. Yeah, so I would I would say that they're well aware of the comments mm-hmm. um, before. And they were, what, earlier this year? Yeah, pretty much as soon as she was announced to be winning the title, or rumored, we'll say that way. Well, let's go um, back to when she was like, you all should support me, you don't support me. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Back oh, when she cares? said, you know, why right. would you support uh, a woman this, on top? That is, uh, to me, that's not the same as what's going on now. That's quite possibly oh, just her being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> For lack of a better term, right? Oh, I completely right. agree. She, like, she's got, she her heat has nothing to do with the speaking out stuff. Right. So then her heat would be uh, basically that she didn't send these promos in. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if she didn't send the promos in, and she was probably warned, if you don't do this, we're going to take these steps, she knew what was going to happen. And it's quite possible that there was somebody behind her saying, hey, I'm not quite sure what they're paying you, but you can come here and be huge. Because mm-hmm. either of those two places are bigger than Impact. Oh, definitely. Right? Just based off the TV alone, they're bigger than Impact. Mm-hmm. 
So it's quite possible that somebody went to somebody and said, hey, reach out to Tessa. See what your feelings are for this. And then once they said, okay, that works for me. All right, well, this is what you need to do to get out of your contract. Been plenty of people that have done stupid Worse. stuff to get out of contracts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, true. So, yeah, I mean, I would agree. Like retaking back my thing, I said was us. I mean, I could see both companies saying, "Oh, okay. Well, if you think you're big and bad, come on. Our women's rosters, I got you. We'll see what happens. You put her in there with Asuka." Put her in there with Shayna Baszler for a little while. I mean, would she go AEW? Because that's where her, her, her dad is. Depends on how close her and her dad are. You would think that she'd want to go somewhere where she could be protected. Where she could be somewhat shielded from the heat that she has. Because you got the impression once all of that happened that she pretty well clammed up. Because she really hasn't, before that point, she was pretty active on Twitter. You know, not necessarily speaking out and stuff about, like, all the stuff she loved, but she was pretty active on social media, interacting with fans. And then after that, of course, she's like, no, nah, I'm not saying anything. Probably by the under the advice of either an attorney or, you know, close friends. I would think that AEW would be a natural fit for her because her father's there, because she has the ability to be protected and to be guided. And her style, and she also could get the chance to still run certain dates elsewhere. Right. You know? Um, I mean, maybe she doesn't come back to the States. Maybe she stays in Mexico. I mean, there's... It doesn't necessarily have to be just them two. It could be a Mm -hmm. lot of different places. I mean, crap, for all we know, this could be a work by impact. Well, they do have... She could end up on NXT. Very true. They they do have Moose as the, uh, yeah, I guess the do you call him the interim world champion <laughs> since he dusted off the TNA title and just started carrying it around. Yeah, I mean, what what better way to uh, you know avoid the controversy of having her lose, get beat up by somebody than to, uh, yeah, you're fired. Yeah, and six months down the road she shows back up. I didn't lose my title. That's not the world title. This is the world title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. Here I thought I had you guys all stumped. You jumped right in and you, you buried it. You buried it. You buried my thought. We are true professionals, sir. You were ready. Johnny's on the spot. You can't fool Brian and I just ride the coattails. <laughs> I think that, you know, with all of these talents that are getting ready to come up available here in about 30 days, all of these guys that are now available to start making surprise appearances, coming out to random shows, I mean, Zack Ryder, formerly known as Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona, he's going to be available here in about 30 days. Curtis Axel, known as Joe Henning now, he's going to be available around that same time. Brian Myers, formerly known as Kurt Hawkins, and the Good Brothers. You've got Rusev. I understand he's probably going to go by his real name, Miro. That's M-I-R-O. But all of these people that are rumored, I mean, I could see a Miro day. I could see that happening. Um, Can't say I blame him either. It's huge. 
with all of these talents getting ready to just randomly start appearing, it, it, they can't all go to AEW. They're not all going to go back to WWE, and Impact will only pick up a few. You figure New Japan's going to pick up, at least get some dates with the club, or with Gallows and Anderson. You'll see them most likely, although there's a lot, there's a strong rumor that Gallows and Anderson is close to making a deal with uh, Impact. Which could be a really big deal, depending on how they do the tag division. You could see that. Well, with, up in, the north. with with Impact losing so many people, mm-hmm. they might be um, in desperate need to uh, bring in some talent. Yeah. And I just think they'll go wherever they're used, and it's fun, you know? I think they're at that stage of their careers where they want to go where it would make good financial sense, but just like you said, where they could actually do something they enjoy. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to see guys like uh, um, <clears throat> Hawkins and Ryder show up in Impact, actually. Even though I think I think Cardona Ryder is going to show up in AEW, um, I'd be interested to see them show up on Impact. Right now, for Slammiversary, the rumor has all sorts of people supposedly headed to Slammiversary, including EC3, which I think is a natural fit if he truly wants to go back there. Um, I kind of would like to see EC3 to do what he did with his his little spoken word segment for FTR. I would love to see him take on that role and be part of FTR. Well, I I don't think AEW is not going to get some of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I'm not necessarily buying um, how many reported rumors for who's going to show up at this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you're going to get some, but. I think like one will smash the first week. Um, Rockstar Spud, as soon as he was released and it came out that this was going on, they were like, oh, he, you know, he's going to show up at Impact. He'll be at Impact. And the next thing you know, guess what? He's re-signed by the WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think it's a way for Impact to generate business. I think it's a way for them to try and buy, buy get people to buy buy rates and you know but especially now after all this stuff that's been hitting impact i think they've been hurt worse than anybody publicly so far i think of over the major this companies, uh, yeah. me too stuff yeah yeah so is that some place you want to hit your horse to especially I mean, if your your name's not on the dotted line yet <laughs> You kind of have to go to a place where you feel like there'd be a need and you'd have a position of strength. So if you're a guy but again, like if, you know, Heath Slater... Are you just going to sell your soul to a company like this? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. You know, It, become, it kind of puts you in that position where, okay, what's it worth to you? Where do you want to go and how much do you want to do? No, it's... it's Stan, you, impact is, hey, I want you to come here and we just cut 10 people loose because... A, they can't keep their hands to themselves. Mm-hmm. They're accused of sexual assault. Right. They're all. The, is that where you want to go? Not me. I would don't care how much that, money you pay me. Would you say that's Impact's fault? Uh, 
possible part of it is. I mean, I would imagine there's got to be how much they missing by road agents, right? Well, I mean, this is social media. Yeah. You think, and some of these people, apparently, it's been like long-standing rumors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I mean, you run a company, wouldn't you want to know whether it's true or not? Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't you want to be watching these people? Mm-hmm. I mean, this came out, and they were like, boom, you're out of here. I think it was smart so, of them to cut ties quick. Yeah, but, uh, you know, again, a lot of this stuff, if you read the, some of these tweets, people knew. Right. Yeah. Especially in the wrestling circ- wrestling world, in the locker rooms, like, the words get out. You know, stories go around, and it's hard to know that the road agents, the talents behind the scenes booking these people didn't say, Oh, wait a minute. They have a history of this, you know? Yeah. Which begs the question, how deep does the rabbit hole go? That's that's actually a really good point, Brian. I mean, you know, impact would be in a position where they have a true need for not just high level, but even lower card and, and mid card talent. But okay. You want to go work for impact. How bad do you really want to go there? And why? I mean, you're not wrong. I, yeah. Actually, I would have to. I have to agree with you because it's who knew and for how long and why wasn't anything done? Is it just because it wasn't made public? You know, I mean, that's, well, that's a I valid mean, point. I mean, think about it. So, what happens if it come? You know, it turns out that some of these agents knew, right. some of the management knew, yeah. and didn't do anything. Well, I mean, it's just like a coach in football. Just because you won a championship with Joe Gibbs and he was a great coach, that doesn't mean that you're going to get along with the next guy. Right, right. And, you know, if the, if the management changes because of stuff like this, and they come in and be like, well, we're going to run a tighter ship, that may not be necessarily where you want to go, especially coming from the WWE. Mm-hmm. Very true, and you don't want to put your uh, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you're going from you know a, a pretty moderated workplace to uh, you know a completely like wild wild west situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, because while yeah, they could offer you millions and millions of dollars, if they can't offer you a protected environment, there's absolutely no sense in going. You're absolutely correct. So as we come up on the uh, close of the show here, um, I wanted to go ahead and just take a minute and thank, of course, all of our awesome listeners all over the country. Yet another month where C2CRadioShow.com has seen some tremendous traffic. Just want to say thanks very much for checking us out. Feel free to... Thanks, Mom! (laughs) We appreciate you. We want to make sure that uh, we're doing our part to make sure that we're helping out and and providing not just news and comment, but also something that's entertaining for you. So you can always hit us up on Twitter, send us emails and, uh, Hey, what do you want to hear from us? What do you want to see from the C2C radio show crew? Uh, we got tons of information that we can provide to you, but if it, if it's not what you want to hear, then it's not going to make much sense. So, Feel free to hit us up and let us know if there's something you want to hear. If you've got questions, we might have, I guess, our unique answers. We'll have to do that. So thank you so much to all of you for checking us out. We want to thank you so much. 
And uh, hey, especially especially those in China. They love us in China. Yes, thank you. Konnichiwa. <laughs> I think I think that's Japanese. Right? No, that's Japanese. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh. Ooh. Uh, <clears throat> okay. Well, following opinions are that of Rob Hefner's, not uh, <clears throat> So you can catch up with the folks here on C2C on Twitter at STRCP21 for Brian. Uh, Rob, are you still off Twitter, sir? Well, my account's still there, so it's a Rob Hefner C2C. Okay, well, still exists, so why not? And then, of course, the show at C2C Radio Show. I'm at Stan Grubb on everything. Uh, and then, of course, C2CRadioShow.com for the website. For all your professional wrestling needs, Brian has sent over... The latest and greatest edition of Pro Wrestling Crate, Pro Wrestling Keys Crate. Me like it, me like it. So we're going to be uploading the images of all of these awesome things. I'll actually have that done between tonight and tomorrow. So it'll be ready for you to check out tomorrow afternoon. Uh, we'll just say by 1 p.m. Eastern. You should be able to Ooh. see it by 1 p.m. Eastern. You put a deadline on it. <laughs> trying, man. Got to put something out there. And, uh, of course, Rob's going to be talking soon about his absolute favorite collectible over in Rob's Corner. Brian will be doing the same thing here soon as well. And, uh, you know what, I'll even, uh, I guess I'll even put one up of, of my favorite as well. But uh, Well, hey, why do we have to do it if you don't? Because we're his favorite collectible. Wow. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what to say right now. It just I wasn't expecting that, Rob. <laughs> All right, so we're getting ready to head on out of here. We will see you next week right here on C2CRadioShow.com. For Brian. Deuces. For Rob. Hasta luego. I'm Stan Grubstan. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time right here at Quarter to Corner. Have a great night, everybody. Sweet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.